0: Oh, shit. <laughs> my pen.
1: Do, I need, do I need my pen or not? Is what I'm wondering. Welcome back to The Fight, guys. As always, I'm your host, Emmanuel here with the co-hostess you could wish for. The only one you could wish for. We got Cheney holding it down after... We had the first fight card of the year. We're getting back in the studio extra quickly for you guys because we got a Wednesday card coming up at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. over on the West Coast. And in in Australia, it's going to be a midday card or something like that. So stay tuned. Be informed. It's not a light one either. We were just starting to talk about it. This is 14 fights on a Wednesday morning. How do you feel about that, Cheney?
2: It's kind of insane. I'm like, it's the Wednesday morning for America. Maybe it could be the most watched televised thing all year of 2021. (laughs) And A Wednesday morning, a big fat fight card after the ESPN fight card where Max Holloway broke every record. So it's like more eyes were on the sport than have ever been on the sport and more punches were thrown in one match than have ever been thrown by a guy that everybody would call a legend, regardless how you feel. Max Holloway has very few haters ever. And then we roll into a Wednesday fight card with 14 fights, killer fights all the way through it, like big names. And then we have McGregor versus Poirier on fucking Saturday. Like this is a crazy week. Uh, In general, in the world, in time, in history, and then in fights.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if I'm excited or exhausted. (laughs) I'm just like, whoa, this is going to be awesome, but work. I'm kind of
2: feeling um, mild bread and circusy with it, (laughs) where I'm like, give me my bread and circus. Give me my bread and circus.
1: It definitely is a distraction from that, I would say. Uh, Being able to narrow down and just watch tape and just Get all into that you know that the outside world does fade away a little bit and that's you know fanatics that's why we are fans it's what it's what we do it's what we do and you know what we do we're always trying to make money around this beast we're always trying to get a little extra scratch on the side it was a hard first card of the year a lot of upsets came through we're not even gonna go into that fight card because it ain't about that we got 14 <laughs> cards I came we in guys. second place
2: is- in the Fight Pick Championships. Burr, burr, burr.
1: Definitely holding it down. I think there's something screwy with the uh, way they're tallying the votes in the Fight Pick Championships, but that's me. Oh, uh, that's for another show. <laughs> tallying the votes. <laughs> but I'm just saying the numbers are off. I did I had way better Uh, showing, but a lot of underdogs did end up coming through. I feel like I did good for
2: the whole... I I feel like on Tapology, I beat everyone, too. Maybe not Buddy. I might have beat Buddy by the end. I think Holloway, the decision with Holloway, really pulled me out at the end. But he was beating me all night. But the only one out of all the people I follow, MMA Marks was the only one beating me most of the night by, like, 20 points.
1: And... I just gotta say is Herb Dean's bet must have cashed for that fight to go to decision because I would think most of the refs would have stopped it in the third, fourth, or fifth.
2: I was screaming in the third that it could have been stopped. When Absolutely. The f- I was screaming, this should be stopped. Did I you? didn't even like that Dirty totally. uh, was watching it for the first time. She was watching fights for the first time, this fight card. Yeah. And I'm like, this should be – like, I don't like this. And then by the fourth round, I was starting to tell her about how I might white towel this. Like It's an argument I get into with a lot of fight fans um, that if I were I the corner of C- Cater, I want him to fight another day. And right now, all I'm watching is him lose days off his career by the rest of this beating. And he's never going to be the same After that, there was no reason for the last 10 minutes to happen, in my
1: opinion. Yeah, he wasn't going to come back. I mean, he gave Max every ounce of strength. He landed some hard shots, and it was just a little too late. So it was reminiscent um, of that uh, Dan Hooker performance against
2: Barboza at that one time. Remember, we just watched Barboza beat Dan Hooker from pillar to post?
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What I to know is why in January we're getting fight of the year candidates. Uh, I don't think that one necessarily was, even though it's going to be performance of the year, is what Max Holloway is going to probably end up getting from that. But just last year with uh, Weili Yang, and Joanna. Getting the fight of the year in January. So I agree with you. Treated.
2: The Wheelie Yang versus Joanna was more of a fight of the year. I'm totally with you. with This was a Max Holloway performance. No offense to Cater, which is exactly what I said on the show. Cater's enough of a dude. He is Boston strong to be a punching bag. At best case scenario for him, he's going to get one round. Very best. A 50 43. I've never even seen that before.
1: Yeah, I haven't ever seen that as well. You stop the fight before that gets there. Honestly. Agree, agree. Like, you, you beat the crap out of them so much. So what we got to beat the crap out of is this 14 card bout coming out of Fight Island 8. Again, look at your local listings to be sure where you're at. If you're on DraftKings, you know you're going to be trying to make some extra money. We'll talk about some preps and other props and other betting options we, we may have in here. But uh, starting it all off... It is going to be with the ladies at 125 pounds. We have Victoria Laredo coming in against Manon Fariot. The one in five Fariot is only lost via decision. Last beating, Jessica Campo. She's a karate stylist. In and out throws a sidekick. She's very Holly home Chukagian-esque. Kiaz behind everything. You're going to hear her just yelling up a storm. She's long tall and has actually a fairly good sprawl, but it was against scrub opponents. Um, She was a kickboxer long before her mixed martial arts career, but she's definitely moving in nicely and being able to keep the fights where she wants to. That's usually upstanding. Against Fury, Laredo, 8-2 and on the Contender Series. She won via TKO, uh, got some decision wins over Tracy in there, lost to Blanchfield former UFs and Miranda Maverick via decision from what we're seeing with the debuting Laredo as well. Striking is evolving. Gas tank's okay. She comes up short a little bit. She has solid takedowns, definitely has to get it to the ground, but uh, they're not good shots. She usually drags women down more than takes a good shot. And I feel like man in here is going to be good enough to, uh, stop those garbage shots because she did it on the regional scene against this level of opponent and was able to reverse so i think she keeps it where she wants it striking kia in battle uh we got a new holly home coming in here at 30 years old give me man in i hate this fight not going to put it anywhere i am going to follow the fight guy's rule of staying away from the first fight of the night and this is super easy i stayed away from last week's lady fight and hey was perfect. Didn't hurt ya. Perfect. It not hurt just fine. Yeah, exactly. At all. So who are you going with this double debut?
2: I'm gonna stay away from it as well, but I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go with Leonardo to decision or a uh, ground and pound finish in the third round. I think she is gonna get a take her down and just take her down and just take her down, and it's just gonna be a boring lady fight. Not a lot's gonna go off, but uh finish by unanswered strikes in the third.
1: Ooh, I love it. I love it. That's definitely uh, a fun bet and potentiality. So she has that ground and pound in her. I like it. At Bantamweight, though, we're going to have Umar Nurmagomedov coming in against debuting Sergi Morozov Morozov in here. Umar Nurmagomedov is also debuting, so this is another dirty, disgusting double debut. This is two in a row. I think we got a couple more coming on. This bout, this fight card did end up falling to like nine, and they just jumped in and threw a bunch of a uh, bunch of other fighters in here. So the Nurmagomedov cousin does have tons of training footage. The perfect twelve uh, zero fighter with Khabib. Biz training with the Eagles. Still training with him is a grown up with all those guys a hachkala wrestler uh out of wherever <laughs> he's out of Uzbekistan there but he likes to kick a lot more this is no normal gomedov who's much more of a striker he thinks his he considers his base to be much more muay thai and uh, his wrestling's there he will even say he'll lose the wrestling matches to a lot of his brothers or cousins in there but against other guys he's not going to lose in wrestling but where he really looks good is he th- Ton of body kicks, ton of head kicks go to the body head well. And when he gets into those scrambles, he can end up on top and still outgrapple most people. So good solid ground game, good gas tank from what I've seen in some of those matchups earlier. Sergi, the Kazakhstani fighter, is coming in at 31. He's gonna have a two-inch disadvantage in height. He has a solid-ish gas tank. Looked like he was fighting a lot of scrubs on the regional. I know it's M1 scene, but I mean there were also six and O, seven and two, just not crazy. He tends to go to decision. Doesn't like body shots, and I feel like is open to a lot of to in the later rounds. Really having his hands down low. His gas tank isn't as good as Norma Gómez by far. He has a lot more experience, but it's against much worse competition. Uh, there's a lot big reason. There's a big favorite here. Give me Norman Gomez submission round number two. Even though he throws a lot of kicks, he really submits most of his opponents when he gets them out of there. And I think uh, that's where Morose. Even though I saw him with it the deepest, uh, what was it? Rear naked choke I've ever seen somebody in. It was unbelievable how deep it was locked in. He took a breath, started to peel the hand. I mean, he was blue got off, and then ended up beating the 39-year-old uh, ice cream truck driver that came in <laughs> the arena. So definitely give me Norgon Medoff submission round number two. Who do you think you're going to be taking in this mm, one? I'm going to change it
2: then. I had met Medoff by decision, but I'm going to change it to submission round number two as well. Um, I did not even remember. I have seen him fight before. Um, no, you haven't. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't you? at all. I'm going to just cha- nope. keep it. met Medoff decision. Um but Sergi, is this a double debut? Did you just say that? Correct. Oh, okay. Uh, another no-gonna-met-off though. I'm gonna stick with the decision. I'm gonna stay away from this fight as well.
1: He trains with the Eagle for sure. He's gonna be one of the biggest favorite of the Knights at nine thousand five hundred against Sergi's seven or six thousand seven hundred. It's gonna be steep. I do feel like it's a big mismatch though here. From what I saw on tape, one of these guys is fighting beasts because that eagle team they don't take chump matchups on the regional scene like they definitely uh uh, have good competition so he is going to be the most expensive of the night i'm going to have some other underdogs later on i do think i'm going to have a little bit of exposure to murnomir gomedov and only that side of it then we move on to i mean this is one of my favorite matchups of the entire night mike davis versus mason jones perfect 10-0 10 O Welsh fighter coming out with a boxing scene. I believe he's a black belt in J- Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu coming out of Cage Warriors. Uh, got a beautiful knockouts, multiple knockouts uh, over there in Europe. Has a double belt at 145 and is now has it at 155 as well. So the dragon here loves... To stay in your face, he really mixes it up well. Clean boxing acumen. Goes to the body head well. When he grabs that clinch, it's his best work. His knees to the body, uh, his clinch to the – it it usually goes from the knees up into the head after he really hurts guys in the body. And there's been multiple fights where I saw Jones uh, be hurt, suck it up, get with it, and come back and just tear through, guys. Then again, these aren't UFC caliber guys. These guys do wilt after they've thrown the kitchen sink in here at him. We saw Mike Davis beat a man within an inch of his life in Florida. Do you remember that fight? Yes. So we know Mike Davis does have power. It Even if it takes him into the third round, he will break records on your face. Gas tank has looked serviceable uh jones's gas tank even though i really like his striking acumen and everything he takes a lot of damage getting into those later rounds where mike davis is much more of a eight and two fighter in the ufc level lost to gilbert burns but was piecing him up on the feet for a bit beat gifford as we were talking about but he's on the outside great jab really love the jab on this when you see it wrestling acumen so on the ground he really has solid hips could take down the fence and usually keeps it striking this is a striking delight uh, I think Davis can keep – the shots, the ground game I've seen from Jones is probably his worst acumen, and Davis would be able to outgrapple that. He's not going to submit him. But, again, these b- boys are just going to probably bang and bang hard. I'm super excited for this one. I actually think Davis comes out and gets the knockout on round number two, but it's not for lack like of trying. I think they both get hurt in there, and that's just Jones' style. Jones is almost Gaethje-esque. He stays in your face and makes you fight. But this is a ufc now does Dude, jones kind of look lot like lot alpha i totally see that <laughs> doesn't totally he that. it's kind
2: of crazy when nah, I
1: and himself <laughs> that's totally so, what he looks like i'm super excited for this one if you can't tell Uh, I'm going to go TKO round number two. Who do you think you're picking out of these two
0: young men?
2: I have TKO round number one for Davis. Um, I thought he was the underdog and was kind of surprised when I saw it. It's really just that I don't really love Wales fighters. They do come in like headstrong and go into bang. Um, Their boxing just is subpar and, I mean, worldwide subpar. So no offense to him. I just think Mike Davis is going to be able to – take a little more damage and give a little more power in return. So give me Mike Davis by a knockout round one. I probably won't pick it heavy though, even saying that.
1: I think you could pick either side of this and hedge your bet with Jones just because... He's that level of reckless that he makes stuff happen. He makes stuff for better or worse. He makes an exciting fight. So I think he's going to be one of these guys that sticks around as long as he gets sporadic wins in here. On DraftKings, you're going to end up paying for the slight favorite Davis, 8,800 against Jones' seven I'm going 10 and 10, if not 20 and 20%, just because I feel like the winner in this is going to be a high scorer. can see it. But not a stack, obviously. So... Then we go into 135-pound bout where we have Jerome Rivera coming in against Francisco Figueredo. Also, as baby brother, bigger Figueredo, not only is he a lot, lot bigger, but he's definitely the lesser brother. You know, here at The Fight Guys, we like to generalize. (laughs) put people into into bubbles and whatnot here so this is definitely the lesser than his brother obviously Vician figueredo has made a name for himself um recently in the ufc but francisco is not his brother i mean he's 11 and 3 fighter coming out of the jungle fight scene at 30 years old he's a one and done type of striker in there on the ground didn't look all that great but when I say one and done I mean I counted multiple fights where it's one kick to the body one uppercut one strike on the retreat he'll throw twos and threes but when Figueredo's moving forward it's only one and I just uh the level of opponents he's also fought has been such low caliber jungle fights over there is notoriously known for setting up um, padding records and I feel like if it wasn't for that last name just like a lot of other spots we've seen before he wouldn't be in the UFC I don't see a UFC caliber fighter in here so I'm definitely gonna have to go with the young young Jerome Rivera who's wow. he did lose his last fight against Tyson Nam in a TKO three months ago and I hate Picking on guys with these early knock around or these early turnarounds. That's one of our biggest pet peeves around here. Technically, he's in that boat. I absolutely hate that. But if Jerome Rivera decides to not strike at all and go to his wrestling, I think he could easily, as I think many fighters in the UFC, we're going to be able to out grapple uh, Francisco Figueredo here. He's not his brother. You're going to see that. It's definitely a different fight style in here. Who do you think you're taking in here? I got an underdog for the night.
2: I am going to go with the lesser, the Figueredo. I'm going to go with Francis Figueredo. Uh, KO round two. It's not any hype. I'm probably going to stay away from this altogether. Uh, I just don't, I'm not a huge fan of Rivera. And so I'll give the kid brother a shot.
1: So on DraftKings, 8,500 Figueredo against Rivera, 7,700 i'm probably not gonna end up paying seven thousand seven hundred for Rivera, even though i have a decision i feel like it's gonna be a super low output fight regardless because that's how figueredo fights um so i'm not gonna be playing figueredo there but it's gonna be tough i like what you're saying with that stay away there's 14 bouts we can stay away from a couple and that's probably one of the better options in that one. Oh, it's then your favorite hey Oh, oh, you know I like me some maluco at 205, Marcus Perez. What of my boy toys in there? I love the bet against him. I make so <laughs> much money. So, so much money betting against Perez. And against Dutch La, Dalcha Lakiamula in here champion. We haven't seen at 10 and 0 or 10 and 2 last losing to Ankalaev TKO a year ago, but can you really blame him on that one? Um, it is Ankalaev. He knocked out Tekon Townsend in there in his debut and we know what we're getting with the 35 year old judoka tons of power uh wings everything into his shots and once he starts the gas later on he will eat a front kick to the face and go night night uh luckily here maluco perez is a wild man as well and as we were talking about with that knockout rule earlier for us maluco's in that boat we just saw him get slept uh much more cleanly than Rivera. Rivera wasn't an out cold. Maluco was out cold. He got hit right in the side of the head, and he went all Joker limp. He he went all Heath Ledger limping. <laughs> Is that, 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 that <laughs> Heath
2: Ledger. Uh, he went so limp, and Olson twin found him. <laughs> <laughs> That's so shit. That's so shit. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Because <laughs> he's always the fucking joker out at the weigh-ins. Yeah. Um, here, I'm just going to uh, bet on that. Uh, Maluco Perez gets hit for better or worse just because he tries to make an exciting fight, but he is the epitome of a looping puncher, as is Lucky Ambula. I just feel like the power is too heavy. Even in a glancing shot, he should be able to get it done in there. Give me Dalcha Lucky Ambula TKO round number one. I like him in this spot, but I like this fight because I think someone's going night-night regardless. Who do you think you're taking in this one?
2: I'm going to go with Lungambula KO round two. I could even move that to round one uh, just Freezy? because of uh, – I'm sorry?
1: It froze.
2: Oh, I think it. I think your connection cuts out occasionally, and I've been green the whole time on the bottom. Um, but mm-hmm. – uh, Yeah, I think uh, Lugambula KO round two. I think Marcus Perez is just sloppy and not UFC caliber. And Dolce actually has the power and surprising cardio, I think. Nobody ever thinks it's there. Not that we've seen it in the UFC, but I don't know how many times I've I've seen. I feel like he's one of the few guys I've seen tape on, surprisingly. I don't know where it comes from, but I feel like I've seen him fight a whole bunch of times.
1: Absolutely. On DraftKings. Lucky Ambula is going to be eight thousand six hundred against Perez's seven thousand six hundred. I'm only staying on one side of that, and for eight six compared to a lot of the other nine thousand type fighters in here, I like Dalcha for the knockout. As do you, so I'm going to be having a good amount of exposure for eight six. Uh, usually, I think on other cards we would easily have this be higher priced for Dalcha uh, with the knockout potential he he has in this spot. I like that. Then we that. move on to another profile matchup at 125 pounds, where we have Sue Mujerji coming in against Zakhara Adeshev. Adeshev, the Uzbekistani fighter, is 3-2. and two. Kickboxing background, glory kickboxing. Last loss to Tyson Nam 7 months ago, came in and just completely uh, showed the lack of ability to adapt to MMA. I mean, he looked like he was just a Striker. He was incredibly short notice. I believe it was only like a nine to fourteen day notice. So he was out of shape. We should see him in shape here, but against Tyson name, he looked up like he gave a lot of size. Against Sumaderji at five foot eight, and he's gonna look like a giant because there's no way Adeshev is five five in there. He's a five three. When you look at him in there, he's definitely adding at least two inches, but. Adeshev likes to tend to strike. Sumaderji is been training over with the King of Kung Fu over in Mahachkala. Uh Who else? Who else was he training with? Uh, it's he's. I know it says China on here, but he has a really. It, it's the the Tibetan eagle. I don't know if they have ties with it, but right. Sumedhraj has a lot of hype behind him because he's been hanging out at the right camps over there in that part of the world. So we saw it in his debut getting a quick finish over Malcolm Gordon, who a month ago, Malcolm Gordon is not UFC caliber, couldn't take a punch. Adeshev, in theory, should be able to take more of a punch. Um, I still think he runs right through him. This is a setup fight. I think it's a round number two take KO, uh, minus 400 favorite for a reason. Adeshev doesn't look like he's UFC caliber. And I'm actually curious later on with Sumaderji because he's essentially going to have to highlight real, real finishes, and they're going to be against not UFC caliber fighters. Once he actually gets a UFC guy, it, you know, it's going to be a different fight, but this ain't it. Who do you think you're taking? Um, I totally
2: agree with you. And the other funny thing, I if there was a bet, a side bet on who's going to miss weight this fight night, I think Adeshev's going to come in way over. This seems like a real desperate lean. He didn't even make 135 last time he fought, and um, it probably was on short notice, but um. Yeah, a one twenty five. Maybe he's a regular one twenty five fighter. Maybe he can take more of a hit. I just think the forward forward momentum that Adeshev seems to come with is going to set up right for a front kick by uh, Sue Marajeri, <laughs>
1: whatever his name is. Bless him, <laughs> Uh Nine thousand three hundred on DraftKings. One of the hot bigger favorites of the night against Adeshev's Six thousand nine hundred. This is one. I'm of not the- going heavy in this
2: fight night. I'm saving for PPV
1: it is a pay-per-view i feel like i got i i got not i can see some pretty clear knockouts especially if they happen quick in the first round we get extra new scoring system we have or wrestler heavy type of game plans is not what we want to focus on so i'm going to use it i'm going to play i'm going to play 10 to 15 cards easy. <laughs> i guess i don't know if that's a lot or not <laughs> but it's definitely the way it's going to go Really fun matchups. Still a couple on the way. Another one that just sees, seems like a squash squash match everywhere. We got Ricky Simone coming in against, debuting, Pereyo, uh, The Belgium fighter, El Tigre, in there. Is a Vitor team, Salin in there. I don't know where the hell that's from. All I know is that when I saw tape on this young man, I am so incredibly dumbfounded at who decided to put him on or what his link to get into the UFC because there is no, nothing, absolutely nothing that said he was UFC ready other than maybe his management team somewhere was like, hey, you owe us this one. But again, I don't know what's going on. All I know is that cannot stop a takedown to save his life against guys that were falling down tripping half hurt they were taking him down he has a good switch knee and uh did knock out or stun one of his opponents with it but a lot of these guys he was finishing in the first round were the ice as i'm saying ice cream truck guy nacho vendor the beer salesman they are nobody's losing records guys so uh they could even drag him into the later round You're fighting Ricky Simone in here who was supposed to fight Brian Kelleher. Brian Kelleher fell out due to COVID. He had a false positive. And then when they tried to re-sign it, the UFC said, oh, we gave him a different fight. And Ricky Simone was like, I'm going to fight this guy. Easy money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get paid double, and I might get a highlight reel finish in here. It's going to be ground and pound. I mean – I'm actually surprised that there's bigger favorites than Ricky Simone on the stylistic matchup. This is a minus 700. The only thing that sucks is Ricky Simone came in against Uriah Faber and ate an overhand right in a fight that he was a minus 500 favorite. So I can't put that trust in him, but if nothing goes wrong, I mean, this is highlight reel written all all over it for Simone. I'm going to go TKO round number one. I had it round number two. Again, zero takedown defense and then no way to get back up does Parejo once he's on the ground, El Tigre. So stylistically, the worst matchup he could probably have in the UFC. Who do you think you're taking in this? I have
2: Hickey Simone round number two, but you make me want to move it to round number
1: one as well. So definitely uh, really, really interesting matchup then we have one that we've already broken down a few times in here <laughs> evil twin trying to sneak his way in here oh my god the syphilis <sighs> is real i can smell it from here evil one coming in we were just oh, talking about one of the most lopsided matchups of the night in my eyes ricky Sim- Rayo did you end up looking at any tape study over this entire wednesday fight card
0: Oh, absolutely! I, uh, I, I got some earlier ones. If you guys are all the way, you're at the top of the prelim. Um, I don't believe I have time for uh, to break down through all of you because we have some uh, important family business. We got to make our way to Florida to whoop some ass. So I got to uh, get book some flights. If you know what I mean.
2: Hell yeah!
0: Definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. going to Florida. Line up whoever you need they're gonna get socked up real quick get out of there bounce out, but um, as far as that lopsided uh, Ricky Simone's No, I didn't look much into either guy. Uh, I know um, uh, Whatever his name is perillo took it on short notice they they backed it they backed up the fight like a week or so so he's still relatively short notice, but um, more than anything just Ricky Simone's and what we've seen out of him, I, it's hard not to understand why he's such one of the biggest favorites on the card, which is not. He's, I mean, there's one more, there's a bigger favorite than that, but yeah, there's there's a reason why that's there. And I don't know that you need to kill a whole bunch of time over it. Exactly. So it's a lack of takedown defense for El Tigre in
1: there. Just, that's just why he just can't get off of his back once he gets taken down. So mm. super easy stylistic clash that you can. Pick out for as far as I'm concerned. Then we have one that we've talked about before, so we don't need to go super heavy. In five, we have the rescheduled Amari Akhmedov coming in against Tom Breeze. Uh, I had Akhmedov the first time around, TK around number three. I'm gonna stay with that. Breeze breaks in there; he's mentally weak. Uh, I think he had a setup fight his last fight against an uh, absolutely sharp or not shot KB Boulard, who didn't have knees. So uh, I think once Akhmedov's gets in breeze's face, Breeze is gonna back off and uh wilt <coughs> like he usually does. So I think I I I still got the underdog, I see Akhmadov winning this, running away with it. He is training with Sumaderji, by the way. That's who I saw Ahmedov training with for um this last camp. So Who do you think is taking this one Cheney? (laughs)
2: I'm gonna go with Ahmedov by decision. Um Drew Breeze is Chinny, but Ahmedov isn't a knockout artist type of guy. Uh I think he handles it though all three. Drew Brees. All right, Tom (laughs) (laughs) Breeze.
0: I got that guy just retired.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Same, same. Probably Tom Breeze should
1: too. Do you have an insight on this rescheduled about there, evil?
0: Uh, No, I, um, if we didn't talk about it before, I think he was an under that I was playing uh, earlier in the week. And uh, again, same, same reason. Um, Akhmadov, Tom Breeze had a little bit of a, uh, uh, he got fed. Not that Akhmadov has been, uh, overly impressive, but I think stylistically it's a bad stylistic matchup for Tom Breeze. You got a a guy that has heavy hands that likes to um, wear guys out and grind, and Tom Breeze's gas tank is something that I think really <clears throat> needs to be uh, considered there. Yeah, he came out and looked good in his last one, but, I mean, um, it, was, it was a very quick fight. Uh, I think it was over in the first round, it, if I'm correct, but... Achmedov, um I'm going Akhmedov decision on that one for sure. On
1: DraftKings, 8,700 for Tom Breeze, a slight favorite against Akhmedov 7,500. This is the relief I need throughout the night because I've been playing a lot of 9,000, 8,600 type guys. So Akhmedov is one of these guys that I'm going to be putting a lot of weight in because I need 7,000 type players, and this is one that I'm really comfortable with. I know the public's high on Breeze, and I'm just not, so... Definitely fun stylistic Good call. matchup. I'm glad that I'm glad that one starts off the main card, also known as the Fight Pick Championship. Three. We're getting we're going for that mini belt, and it starts off with a hell of a fun fight with Leroy Murphy coming against Douglas D'Andrash. D'Andrash, your favorite hair, D'Sullivan here, the 20th century favorite <sighs> favorite Skeletor face. You know that dude's absolutely 40 years old he's in that yo romero he's way older than his birth certificate says i mean (laughs) still shredded to all hell he's on the best droids you could ever hope for he's got a good gas tank goes solid to the body and head has power but d is just kind of a machine he just kind of throws uh at most three and four punch combinations but he'll just kind of stick in a rhythm and let fights get into decision territory doesn't really do much on the ground take down defense is Okay, Uh, his takedowns are a little bit better, but he just doesn't shoot enough for me. Lerone Murphy. Lerone Murphy is absolutely fun prospect to watch. Super excited for this young man. Came in and knocked out Rock. Ground and pound six months ago, decisively. Got a split decision with Zubaira, which he absolutely won in there a year ago. Uh, Murphy's showing a great gas tank. If he does get taken down, he just stays super active. He's throwing up elbows. He's constantly throwing his hips up, and then striking-wise is where he is his bread and butter. Lerome having really long, uh, powerful strikes really keeps you at the end of his jab well. And I think for DeAndros, who likes to stand and bang in the pocket there, he's going to have a tough one ahead of him, but I do think it turns a decision, but I do feel that Murphy runs away with it. The big favorite here, Jimmy Murphy, in a decision,
0: Evil Twin, who are you taking out of these two guys? Um, just starting off, I'm I'm gonna fade this fight in general as far as DraftKings and betting line. Um, I do think there's a dog or pass uh type of a play here. They both have a the same fight. Um, they have the same fighter. Uh, what was it? it one of the Grove Bedoffs? Um, Lee uh Murphy fought to a draw. DeAndre lost to a unanimous decision. MMA math doesn't always work out, but um, What I like about DeAndros is exactly what you said is his gas tank is there He makes dirty fights if he's not winning on the striking he pushes you up against the fence Um, DraftKings wise that's a horrible guy to stack up against Murphy has gone up. He isn't really a volume striker Um, He's well-rounded all the way around but DK wise the money is definitely on the dog Andrade, he's going to maybe put up some points because you're going to look at a couple takedowns. And by the way, the question that I asked last week actually was um, correct. They double stacked. So DraftKings now is so swayed because not only are they counting your significant strikes, they're counting total strikes. So you're double dipping on your strike count, um, which was huge because you saw a 209 out of Max Holloway over the weekend. You can't not bet the main card on a five round fight from here on out DK wise. I just don't see how you could afford to do it.
2: That's good but, advice um, too, because I had stacked and I every single card that I stacked them both on, I cashed. Every single one that I had them both on. It didn't even matter. I some of the cards I had like a guy that got two, but because Max was so heavy and I put him as my what champion or whatever that one and a half is yeah. on some of oh, them. Captain. Yeah he was yep. my captain on That's two as well. Ball. But it was
0: the perfect stack card so
2: Absolutely. um
0: yeah I, I uh it's dogger pass i actually am gonna go with dion Drush by decision it's not a confident pick but um i think he's he's a guy that can make it dirty and if you're talking about hairstyles horrible ones marcus perez is on the card too you're gonna see some ugly haircuts out there this freaking Great wednesday morning is some garbage haircuts Wednesday morning.
2: I kind of like Andrade by decision, too. He's a little pit bull. Leon Murphy doesn't really throw off enough volume. So if it's a close fight, Andrade is going to have more volume. He's probably going to have the ring control. Um, He's probably going to be able, if they're close round, he's going to be the one with the takedowns. So I just think it's going to be a really close fight everywhere. And I'm going to go with uh, Da Silva as well.
1: Awesome. I'm the contrarian there going with it, the favorite. Murphy on DraftKings, 9,200 against D'Androsha, 7,000. I like what you're saying, Evil Twin. I think this is more of a stay away. We both are – what we both have decided is it's a decision fight, which is going to be low scoring points. You get 30 points for the win with whatever the accumulation, and we're thinking that's going to be kind of a cagey, cagey type of fight. So I like With a
0: 14-bound card. 14-bound card, I think – you can do it, um, but, oh, man, there's some lower ones. There's some I'll – we'll go over a couple of the prelim favorites that I hope you guys hit on because uh, there's definitely some DK plays that are must-have earlier in the card. Absolutely did.
1: So definitely Tyson Nam versus Matt Schnell's one that has been rescheduled as well. At 125 pounds, we've already talked about this multiple times. The 14-5 fighter Schnell here, coming off of a loss to Pandoja a year ago, Nam knocked out Jerome Rivera and Adeshev seven months ago. Both of those guys are fighting on this card as well. Interestingly enough, they're coming back since those knockouts against Nam. Uh, But here, Nam's actually fighting UFC caliber opponent in Matt Schnell. Schnell's a guy that I've liked for a while. I know he's coming off a knockout loss, but I've always really liked his boxing he has sneaky ground game uh tyson nam is a, almost strictly a striker uh he has a solid sprawl takedown defense but there's just a, he he's been outworked by many of his opponents before he's 20 and 11 um I'm going to say I got the underdog. This is a pickup fight. I got Schnell. I think that he can put the volume on Nam and outwork him. And if it gets to the ground, then he's going to definitely accumulate more points. But I got a decision either way this goes. Who do you think you're taking Chaney out of these two guys that have been rescheduled? Uh,
2: I'm going to go with Tyson Nam. Uh, Matt Schnell just doesn't really show up. I kind of th- I th- I thought he was on his way out completely. And then it was just. Um... What, he had that weird performance where he beat Espinoza? All right. Oh, he's, never mind. I'm thinking of somebody else completely. I don't know. I'm not really into Tyson, Nam, Armat, Schnell. Um, I feel like I lose every time I pick either of them or go against them. But this time I'm going to go with Nam. KO round two, head kick.
0: I'm going to I'm gonna totally side with uh, Cheney on this one. Um, by the way, she is last week's top performer out of the three, so I got to put a little faith in there. Um, I'm I'm going to strictly fade Snell in this position. Tyson Nam has never been submitted. Snell's uh, his best way to victory is through the ground game, mind you. Snell has suffered some of the most terrifying knockouts I've seen in the UFC as of late. His last knockout was a uh, um, it was. It was concerning for how long he was out. Um, he's been, and he not got knocked out, I think, two times consecutive, maybe three in a row, Had a, went on a little spree like Cheney's talking about. But um, here's a guy in Tyson Nam that's never lost a sub, has only ever lost a um, decision, never been KO'd, and you're going up against a dude that's going to strictly try to take you down. And Nam has power at the weight class. And uh, and Snell's chin is suspect. I mean, I'm going Tyson Nam in the first round KO because Snell doesn't go. He doesn't get hurt. He goes out. It's not you don't touch him up, and he no. He goes night night That's for true. the rest of the night.
1: Great point. Great point. Love the back and forth on this one. We got Tyson Nam eight thousand four hundred. Matt Snell's seven thousand eight hundred what do you think you're doing on DraftKings for this one
0: um i'm playing nam i'm not i'm not super heavy on nam but of course for what i just said i think he does it in the first round so i'm gonna be playing him um, um throughout there's uh that that's that's what it is i'm playing tyson nam probably 30 of my cards Cheney, how do you feel about Tyson Nam? Is I it worth it at eight Because if I'm confident in a finish, that's money all day. He's getting over
1: 84 points.
2: Yeah, maybe I'll put him on one or two cards. It's just weird that it's Tyson Nam.
1: But yeah, I think he's gonna finish. I agree. Absolutely agree. So then we have a bout between two lovely ladies at 125 pounds. San Motiferi coming in against Viviana Arujo in here. The 92 fighter Arujo is coming off of a big win against De La Rosa in their decision four months ago. Prior to that, she lost to Jessica I in a decision beating Alexis Davis as well. Bernardo doesn't matter there. Uh, Arujo, super athletic in there at 34 years old, in and out, giving up three inches of disadvantage in height, one inch disadvantage in reach in there. Um... Arujo can keep a solid pace, does tend to not necessarily wilt, but slow down as the fight goes on. Definitely her first round tends to be her best. Like her striking overall ground game, little suspect, there is points where she hasn't been able to get back up ground. Jessica, I was able to mix in some takedowns in there, and The thing that I don't like about Roxanne Montefiore is I always just absolutely hate her takedowns, but they work for her. And her style in general works for her. And it's not about what I like. It's about what the happier warrior can do in there. And she's just been an underdog that constantly keeps cashing uh, time and time again, last beating Andrea Lee in a decision. Again, using that ground game, just buying her down, picking that knee and showing that fitness coming through. I had that. She finally started to take... I said I
2: had that, but really I just an Andrea Lee hater. I got her number. I don't think I'm ever wrong on Andrea Lee. Great
1: call. <laughs> Great call. It's definitely worth it there. So Don't put I KGB in know. your
2: name. Do not put KGB in your name and wear a cowboy hat. We have issues. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I think uh, Montefiore does a lot of what Jessica I did. I think that striking-wise, Montefiore is looking better, especially with this uh, – strength regiment that she's been on she's definitely looking like she's hitting her stride right now and i think she's just going to slopify this fight and turn it into a grindy grindy Belinda, get a controversial deci- split decision here give me a dirty split all day roxanne Monteferi. big big underdog here Chaney, uh Chaney. i oh huh? jesus
0: <laughs> i, I totally agree
2: I agree with you, e. Oh wow, okay. I don't have anything to add. Go, go.
0: Um, I'm going with the favorite. Um, it's 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 hard because just like you explained, Mataferry is so tough and um clearly shows that she implements her game plan more often than not. Um and the what the thing that does worry me with Arujo is the fact that she will gas and Mataferry comes on strong in the mm-hmm. second and third round. Um, But I just I like Roxanne. I've got nothing against her. I never pick her, and that never works out. So, I mean, the thing is, it's like Donald Cerrone. As soon as I start picking them, they yep. start losing. I stop picking them, they start winning. So I'm gonna go with Arujo. Not not out of a, a fade, out of Roxanne, out of actually trying to help her out. I guess in this scenario, I'm going Arujo. <laughs> To favor Roxanne, <laughs> there you go. Uh,
1: so, hey, I'll makes take sense. underdog money in there for sure. We've seen. I
2: like what you said about Roxanne's body, though. That's where it's like her strength training is. She looks like Dang. a whole different woman and, than she did to a year ago.
1: Three years ago, yeah, it's three insane. years ago or something. She started taking it seriously. And she
0: looks like a freaking librarian. Like a second no. grade or like a school teacher, no, librarian. She has definition
1: in her arms and abs that she never had. In-
0: no, I understand she's physically fit, but that just her everything about her, it's like, oh, you don't want to punch the librarian in the face.
2: I know. She yeah, does seem so- like your comic con friend.
1: Absolutely it. She is. She oh, is. yeah. It's so. I just wish she wore her hair in another way. I don't know why I hate that part so much. It is just <laughs> like. <laughs>
2: She could. She I could. Realize. I would. If I could change one thing about her, I would get her new glasses. I feel like I could upgrade her glasses just a slight amount, and it would be all the difference in the world. I mean,
1: it's Moses parting the fucking seed in the middle of her. Head. <laughs> it looks like she's
2: getting a lice uh, check in
1: school. <laughs> <laughs> so, a Rujo nine thousand one hundred on drafting fairies. Even though I'm confident in Monifery, for seven thousand one hundred, not worth it. She has to get around seventy points to even be paying that off. And I think she, if she wins, it's thirty points in a gross split decision type of about. So I think it's a low score for both ladies. I'm probably gonna stay away from this one. Yeah. Yeah. Total stay away. Ugh! This next fight is gnarly nasty. Absolutely gnarly. We got no. Ike Phil and Weibo coming in against Vinicius Moreira. I mean, if there's anyone I faded nonstop and made tons of money on, nine and four fighter came in on a three fight lose, came in and gotten a three fight losing streak against Menafield. Anders, who doesn't knock out anyone, Paul Craig via submission, but Paul Craig uh, knocked in senseless before that submission. It wasn't just, um, the submission because Marrera is a high level black belt supposedly on the regional scene. He could do it. But in the UFC, Marrera just has not shown to be able to take jabs even well, just turns away, shies away from punches. Absolutely disgusting. Marrera is not UFC caliber. And I love that they're giving me another chance to fade him and against my boy, i Cookies are coming in, boy. I mean, move down from heavyweight still looks like he could move down to 185, do one of those cannon type of transformations. But, hey, he's shown that he's a high-level striker, um, 16 and 11, good, good boxing. Takedown defense is somewhat serviceable. He can get back up, but that gas tank will wear after a while. He doesn't really have gears. He's just kind of one-tone, but he can keep putting it on you, and he can throw hard every once in a while when he needs to. But I'm absolutely Fading that chin of Marrera. I know Villanueva was coming off of a two-fight losing streak as well. But going back and watching that Jordan Wright fight, who we just saw get murked the other day, it was a cut stoppage. Villanueva yep. was willing to fight, but it just fucking split him horribly bad. Um, so it didn't really, it wasn't really a testament to to Wright in there. Uh, Chase Sherman got it done in there, but that was a short enough debut type of thing. Villanueva much more ready in the spot. I got again TKO round number one everywhere. I love Villanueva in this spot. I am so happy I get a fade Marrero one more time. Who do you think you guys are taking? Evil Twin. I want to hear what you're thinking first.
0: Um, I'll go with Cheney just because uh, this is probably the last one I'll break down and just um, go over a couple of other value bets. So Cheney, what do you got?
2: I'm gonna go with Villanueva KO round one, and it's just Venetius is the worst.
0: Absolutely agree with you guys hands down, and that is one of my value bets for the freaking fight card Villanueva like you just described in the Jordan Wright fight. He had great hands. He touched up um, white Uh, He has all-around better striking and um, What is it? Morelio absolutely has garbage striking defense Um, Villanueva also carries a little bit of pop so I'm with you guys at minus 140, at least, that's what I saw, or that's what I had the line on. It might have swayed a little bit, but at a, minus 140 Villanueva, also DK-wise, um, Villanueva is, uh, is a, a cheap bet. I think he's in the 8,000 range. Um, absolutely. Playing him everywhere, like probably 30%, 40% of my cards.
1: Agree. 8,200 against Mereras, 8,000 even. So as we're saying in unison here so we got to put a prop bet on it because we're all going tk around number one well that's standard those have been working out whenever we've been unanimously like hey something's going on here put a bet on it it'll work out for you uh so you got somewhere to be where were some of these other key points that you were thinking of profiling before you ended oh, up? oh
0: value bet starting off the card or at least it previously was uh, victoria leonardo versus mono um for or whatever I, I can't even pronounce it but um i'm going just like i had victoria uh, leonardo in uh the contender series i've got her in this position at plus money plus 140 um you gotta go that not only is she a short uh her opponent a short order replacement but she's she's got a padded record she's only beat one person with above 500 everybody else she's beat that five and one record is all against padded it's a padded record yes she has a decent enough striking um and looks okay to pop but where uh victoria had a amateur career of 10 bouts before she transitioned to pro and already a pro she's had an additional 10 so she's 20 fights in and she only she's been knocked out once or twice and she primarily loses decisions but she, like in her um, Dana White Contender Series fight, she makes it her fights. And um, I think at a minus 140 with a short-notice replacement, especially with somebody that has a stacked um, or, yeah, a, a padded record, got to go Victoria all day. And I'm stacking her. She's, like, on 80% of my DK because you're getting her at, like, seven seven two or something like that. I don't think she's going to go wow. out there and smash it, but I think she's going she, I mean, that's where you got to go on DK. You can go for the home run and try to get the the big upsets, but I I genuinely think she can sub her. I think she can sub her in the second mm-hmm. round. So um, that's that's uh, wow. that's one of my other value picks. And then my uh, I'll give you my last value pick here will be oh gosh, Lunga Minobua versus Marcus Perez. Dude, I don't know how to pronounce names. Anyways, Perez coming off of uh getting dropped. Both of them are coming off short notice KOs. Uh even though um what is it? I how do you pronounce that? Lagambula. Lagambula, so even though Lagambula has you. a short the quicker turnaround, Marcus Perez is too wild, too reckless, is willing to eat a punch to to land a punch. Magiabula has good takedown defense and hits like a truck Stacking Magiabula on probably 40% of my cards at minus 150 Absolutely put money on it. I think it's a great value Agreed. pick So, um,
1: uh,
0: Leonardo Magiabula and Villanueva were my three value Picks for this card. I mean all of them in the 140 range and one of them in plus money that's an easy stack.
1: So definitely keep doing your homework because that Ricky Simone is pretty much free money as well, as far as I'm concerned with that uh stylistic clash. But uh definitely how, where were we at on this fight card? Oh, we only had two left. Yeah, so we only had Alves. We only got
0: two more I I'll give you I'll give you really quick my two. I won't hit on them, but I got uh what is it, Laza and Magni? I'll let you guys figure out why I picked them. Cause Emmanuel already saw my card, so he knew That's that. Lies. So, <laughs> so Cheney. was like, "You guys have a good night, and can't wait to see the uh, the fight card this morning." I uh, I'll have to dip out, make some restroom breaks during work, but it'll be worth it. A seven
1: hour restroom
0: break.
2: I know. Maybe we'll see you uh, Thursday or something, or maybe. I don't know what, if it will be breaking down a Wednesday card or a third, we'll do it Thursday probably. Thursday, Saturday.
0: Yeah. Thursday for Saturday. Thursday for Saturday would be tough for me. We've got a practice. Um, Yeah. I'll, I'll get with you, Emmanuel. We'll see if I can, if I can't, you know, just let everybody know how good I did and that you were totally wrong and we'll call it even.
2: Right now. Are you going with Connor or Dustin?
0: Oh, easy. Dustin later, bitches.
1: <laughs> Still don't know how that guy got a spot. So I have no idea. <laughs> there was three of you in there. <laughs> yeah, one of them died. <laughs> one of us died. People, that's what they don't know. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna have to put that on. um But definitely, as we were talking about with that freaking evil one there. Uh, Warley Alves coming in against Munir Lazes. I thought my names were bad. Woo! <laughs> I'm glad he's on the show every once in a while. <laughs> oh, I don't,
2: I, I just, um, am gonna try like if I actually met them in real life, but no harm, no foul. It is what it is. I, absolutely, some of them we just absolutely. get better at, but the more they become, uh, part of the zeitgeist, like part of uh, the culture, we just learn their names naturally.
1: He, he read them. I could see him reading I can't. Him, that's where up. I can't even read and going to met off it. As soon it. as I said, as soon as I said, he just pronounced it because he was just, he's like, oh, I know how to say Try it. Try to say Yoani and Jaycheck" after you read it. <laughs> I, again, staple here at the fight, guys. We tell you guys, do not read Just listen to him and that's it. <laughs> so that's how we figure it out here. But really fun one here in Worley Alves versus Munir Lizez. Uh, Lazez coming in with a high profile win 10 and 1 is the fighter on short notice coming in and beating Razak Al Hassan in a decision dismantling him at range wonderful flying knees shows he can take an amazing punch uh, rolls with the punch as well and then even in that third round is showing a great gas tank on the ground we haven't seen him much even on the regional scene so once he gets in against solid solid grapplers we're going to See what's there. We did see some throws attempted against him, but those did not work out in Al-Hassan. Luzes, again, just showing a really good profile matchup there. Worley Alves, 13-4 and four fighter, came in and lost his last bout against Randy Brown, submission triangle choke a year ago. It's really interesting that Randy Brown committed uh, Alves, Alves being a high-level black belt who won the Tough House Brazil back in the day was is a power striker, loves to throw those bombs from the hip because he falls back on his jiu-jitsu, his wrestling, guillotined. um Colby Covington, one of his few losses he has in his career. Worley Alves was a high prospect but has known to just kind of start to fall off in that James Krauss fight as well 2 years ago. Thing that we saw was Worley Alves in that second and third round completely falls off a cliff those big heavy looping shots really slow down and that um, output just as through goes through the tank absolutely nothing left in there his takedowns are nothing and his jujitsu just kind of goes out the door so against Laz, who showed he could do that on short notice six months later uh, there's a reason he's a big favorite when they get to the ground Alves ha- has to submit it or it's a bust he gets knocked out, and I do think Liz is able to knock him out uh just because I feel like it's a confidence thing with Worley Alves. He has taken the time off, but
2: <laughs> it looks like he's gonna bust um if on that t v show Big Trouble in Little China, there's a guy that has a magical power, and he's like <sighs> And his eyes fucking turn a color. <laughs> That's what he looks like in that picture. I wonder if he'll come back. Do, 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 do. I'll tell you my pick. Anyways, I got Lazaz. I got KO round two. Uh, it's really more just a fade on Worley Alves. Um, I, I don't know really what the sniper can do yet. Uh, he is kind of new to the UFC. He's only fought one time, and uh, it looked good, uh, but more this is a fade on Worley. So knockout round two. I could even move it to round one because Worley's chin is busted, busted, busted.
1: Absolutely love everything you're saying. I think we're both on the exact same page as well. I don't think Evil Twin said what he had. He just picked each fighter, right? Yeah. It was so on DraftKings. You're gonna end up having to pay for Lazez nine thousand, even against. Feel like I'm gonna be having exposure to Lazez none of Alva anywhere as far as DraftKings is concerned. Um, yeah, it's there's no way we're, we're confident. It sounds like in an Alvez play there. Then we get to the main event of the evening, where we have Neil Magni coming in against Michael Kiesa here. At 170 pounds, the Haitian sensation coming out of that elevation fight team 24 and 7 fighter comes in with a legendary gas tank. Last coming in and beating Lawler soundly everywhere in a decided decision four months ago. Beat Rocco Martin, Li Jing Liang as well, losing to Ponzanib years ago. But Neil Magni comes in with a solid gas tank, not a solid gas tank. Legendary gas tank, solid striking. It's gotten better, and now that he's been at elevation, he's really started to just put all that game plan together and switch it and flow it together better than he ever has before. Michael Chiesa moving up in weight, finally looking like he's filled out and put on a lot of really good muscle, that weight cut just being too much for him, Maverick in here being 16-4. and His losses have been to Anthony Pettis in the triangle and Kevin Lee, rear naked choke. Controversial one at that. He beat Carlos Condon Diego Sanchez, and Dos Anjos, 155 pounder in there. Kiesas wins have just been not big enough for me. I feel like Magny here has 70 pounders and made them look like lesser than fighters, and Michael Kiesas not fought those opponents and looked like a murderer against Diego Sanchez. Like, come on, man, that's a 155-pounder, as is Dos Santos in there. Carlos Condit is beating um, old retired fighters as well. So I don't take that. I still don't like anybody beating Carlos Condit and looking good for them. I think Magny just rolls. This is a five-round fight. We just saw sorts of records being broken by Max Holloway. I think Neil Magny doesn't break a record as far as punch output, but I do think he gets a very decided uh, strike output where it's going to, if Neil Magny gets his game plan going like he likes to and can willingly against that cage, stay out of submissions, he'll go 400 strikes, 500 strikes on you. Easy. He's not going to kill you with one solid punch kill you by a thousand cuts. That is the epitome of Neil Magny. And I think he can fight off all that submission stuff from Kiesa. Who are you taking in this main event on your Wednesday more afternoon?
2: I totally love Neil Magny here. You know, I'm a Michael Kiesa hater always have been always will be. He just isn't that great of a (laughs) fighter. He's kind of a specialty fighter. That isn't that great at his specialty when it comes to other submission artists. Um, he has gotten better at his striking. I do like everything he put together, but he never shows up when I need him to show up. He, he He's, like you're saying, he's beating guys that we don't even consider UFC caliber anymore. Um, and those are the only times he's blowing things out of the water. Neil Magny has been putting things together of late. We saw him really chinny, and we saw him change that game plan up a little bit. Um I like the last two performances he's given out there. He just has so much experience. He's been in there with the best of the best. Like you were saying, it is a five round fight. I think we're gonna see a really deflated Michael Kies is one of those guys that has no heart and totally loses it in there. Once he goes for some lazy ass takedowns by the end of the second round into the third, he gets totally defeated. Neil Magny's gonna be able to pick him apart on his feet. Every time he gets him in the cage, Neil Magny's gonna bust him up with elbows. I think that uh Michael Chiesa, he, he he is, I want to say he's going to be Neil, stronger than Neil Magny, but Neil Magny came out in his last fight and looked bodied up in a different way. I'd never seen Neil Magny looking. So I like what you're saying, the like four rounds to one type thing, kind of like that Max Holloway with Qatar. I just don't think Michael Chiesa is Boston strong. He's not a guy that's going to get beat up for five rounds. He'll figure out a way out first.
1: Ooh, so you think there is a finish potential in there for Magni? I
2: do. I I, Right now, I think I have Magni decision, but I think I could move it up to Magni like KO round four.
1: I like that. If it's going to happen, it's going to be in those later rounds for sure because it's going to be that quickness in Kiesa. Um, So really... Interesting that we're going to end up being able to pay for Neil Magni 8,300 against Kiesa 7,900. This is five rounds, they both average in the 73 range for Magni and 72 for Kiesa as far as DraftKings, so fairly even. I don't think you're crazy if you stack this one because it could go all five, and if it does, again, Magni is going to have way more points than Kiesa no matter what, because he'll probably get the 30 points for the win on top of just the pitter-patter shots that they're now considering overall. And with this new scoring, even Evil Twin was saying it here, with this new scoring, all these little rabbit punches to the stomach and to the ribs that Neil Magny does is a point, is a point, is a point, is a point. He is perfect for DraftKings. Yeah,
2: and um, even for the DraftKings, and like all the stacking of the points um but five rounds you almost want to put both fighters stacked at least on one card in every five round fight now with the new draft king scoring so
1: yeah especially one of these high volume guys so thank you for making it with us hope you guys get a watch this wednesday morning i'm gonna have to figure something out i don't even <laughs> i'll get it done but it ain't gonna be pretty it ain't gonna be pretty <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad everybody joined us. We'll figure it out uh, for Thursday for uh, the pay-per-view. But this is a pretty good pace to get through that many fight cards in under a minute and 15. So I think it's pretty awesome. And we will see you guys soon. Have a safe week. Bye-bye.
1: Bye, guys.